All right, we should have a pretty fun Tuesday show for you. Welcome, everybody, to Fantasy Baseball Today. It's June 26th. It's Adam and Kreeth. Adam Azer, Heath Cummings, and Chris Towers. Chris with an important addition uh, to his roster. Chris, uh, who did you add recently? Uh, so when Heath and I were in Minneapolis last week for the Fantasy Sports Trade Association Conference, I got a frantic phone call from my wife about noon on Wednesday saying that she found a kitten at work. And I was like, okay, we'll discuss whether we're going to keep this kitten. But we both knew <laughs> we were going to be keeping that kitten. Oh, and uh, yeah, we, we got a new kitten. Are you gonna you show feel- us? Are you gonna show us the cat on camera here? Uh, I I know because we're we're keeping her in the bathroom oh, for okay. now because we don't we don't want her and the other animals to uh to you know they need time. Question. Cats are very uh yeah yes. Do, do you think that the little girl who lost her kitten has stopped crying? <laughs> These are uh, feral kittens. We have them at the office at CBS as well. There are lots of cats around, and uh, this kitten was very much a homeless cat. It has not stopped eating uh, in the six days that we got it. So, all right. Well, congratulations, me, sir. Thank you. Meow to you, and that is very exciting. And also, Blake Snell is very exciting, but Gio Gonzalez is not exciting, and neither is Gary Sanchez, who for the second straight year is going to miss. About a month, and he still managed to finish, I think he was the number one catcher in Roto, not in points last year. We'll go, we can go and confirm that. Uh, Gary Sanchez, that is. I guess we can talk some catcher replacements right now. Uh, let's start with our email of the day. We do have a lot of emails later, and we also have... Teaching song. He says teacher. It counts. Oh, yeah, no, that's... This is a weird song, man. <laughs> well, he's a teacher. So, uh, he's we have a very bad teacher. He is not doing the right thing. Should not be allowed to continue teaching. Not doing the right thing. Uh, this is, uh, grade the trade day. So, Tuesday is, uh, team name Tuesday and also grade the trade. Uh, email of the day is from Nick in New Jersey. Our email address, fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. One. Blake Snell is amazing. Thank you for highlighting him during the preseason. He has far and away lived up to the hype. Two, where does Blake Snell rank with Bauer and Barrys? And where would you rank those guys in a dynasty keeper setting? Probably an autocorrect on Barrios. On Barrios, just a guess. Where does Snell rank with Bauer and Barrios? And three, I was thrilled that Snell got to avoid the Yankees Sunday. The Yankees lineup is absolutely ridiculous against lefties. How many lefties do you start with confidence against the Yankees? Sale, then dot, 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 question mark. So one, yeah, with- Blake Snell's amazing. First of all, I wanted to give you guys credit. I think you deserve it every now and then. Blake Snell was probably the best call that we made on this podcast, so good job, guys. Two, where does Snell rank with Bauer and Berries or Barrios? I have Blake Snell currently at number 18 at starting pitcher. I have Trevor Bauer at number 19, and I have Jose Barrios at number 22. 21. 21. That sounds about right. Okay, good. Can you repeat that one more time, Heath? I have Snell at 18, Bauer at 19, Barrios at 21. And as far as the lefties against the Yankees, like obviously Sale, I would still like start with confidence. I don't know what that really means. It's I'm starting him or I'm not. I'm starting James Paxton. I'm starting Clayton Kershaw. I'm starting. I'd start Madison Madison Bumgarner against them. I'd start Blake Snell against them. Now you know what just happened to to James Paxton. Just had a very bad start at the Yankees. Right. Um, I would, I would, if they face the Yankees tomorrow, I would start it. Yeah. I do think that, it, uh, it's going to be a pretty interesting call with David Price on Sunday night at Yankee Stadium. Uh, cause, you know, he's been very good lately. He'll have a start probably today. Uh, and, um, if he's, if he, if that's a good start, you know, are you going to trust him Sunday night at the Yankees? A team that really destroys him typically. Well, with that being a Sunday night start, it's a pretty, like, Anybody that had him for a two-start week this week started him, obviously. So if it's just a daily league, the nice thing is that's a Sunday night start. Everything else has happened. You can very easily look and see if you need to start him or not. Let's talk about something here. You say, Heath, you don't know what that means, start with confidence. You know what that means. Come on. We all know what that means. There are a lot of guys that I start and don't have that much confidence in, but I have to start them. And there are guys that I start and I feel very confident about it. Yeah, when I set my lineup, there's no confidence ometer. 
There I should be. I am just setting my lineup. No, that's not true. It's, it's a that's binary thing, you know. He's a liar. You're start a liar. Or sit. You're a liar because there are different levels of start. Why are you lying? There is the the level is is my this guy better than shutting at him? <laughs> no. Is is this player better than my other options? Yes. Yeah, I will but, start him. But you don't get nervous about some of the guys you start. I don't feel nerves, Adam. All right, you're a better man than I am. I, Obviously, we do that. We do that. <laughs> uh, hey, Chris, you want to tell us about our awesome newsletters? Yeah, yeah, you should sign up for our newsletters. CBSSports.com/newsletters, I believe, is the uh, is the URL. You go to that. You can sign up for the Fantasy Football Today newsletter. The Fantasy Baseball Today newsletter, the HQ Daily newsletter, the Pick 6 podcast newsletter, and what you'll get is all of our latest content. So the Fantasy Football Podcast newsletter, you've been getting all of Heath's team previews over the last week, and then we're going to start branching out into some of our other off-season content, Fantasy Baseball. You'll get the week preview Monday morning. You'll get the latest stuff on Wednesday and Friday. It's uh, It's great, delivered right to your inbox. You literally don't have to do any work. You just click. CBSSports.com slash FBTDaily is the specific URL if you want the Fantasy Baseball Today newsletter. CBSSports.com slash FBTDaily. One more thing to promote, CBS Sports HQ. If you are not watching that, you are making a big mistake. It is uh, the best type of sports coverage that you can get. It is just sport. It's live video streaming on the CBS Sports app. I watch it on my Roku. You can watch it on Amazon Fire, on Apple TV. Uh, on your laptop if you want, cbssportshq.com, um, or desktop if you have that. But, uh, it's just sports, it scores news and highlights, it's, it's, uh, the sports coverage we grew up with basically. It's old school, it's simple, it's got great analysis, smart analysis, we're, we're trying to differentiate ourselves and we've done a great job, so please check out CBS Sports HQ on the CBS Sports app. Alright, Blake Snell was great, uh, the guy he opposed was terrible. It's Turiometer Tuesday! That means it's a worryometer on Tuesday for alliteration purposes. Gio Gonzalez at Philadelphia later this week, and his last four starts, he's given up 17 earned runs and 14 and a third. He could not get out of the second inning. I think he pitched into the second inning yesterday, but he only, I don't know, I think he recorded any outs. So one inning, six runs for Gio at Tampa Bay. Uh, Heath, your, your, uh, your turiometer on Gio. I really thought when you said this first, it was turdyometer, and we were saying how much of a turd is this guy, and I liked that version of this game better. I don't have that setting in my league, the turd version. I'm sorry. Turdyometer. Um, I am slightly concerned with Gio Gonzalez. Like there was a good portion of the season where you were asking us, why aren't you guys moving Gio Gonzalez higher? I know. And I know. at the time, it you looked like it was a valid question. Well, yeah, I mean, it wasn't necessarily my opinion, but I did think it was a, a question that needed to be asked because he was a right. top 15. I wasn't saying you were wrong or anything. Right, no, he was a top 15 pitcher last year, and he was, at that point, I believe, a top 15 pitcher this year. But it's almost like a year and a third of good luck has caught up to Gio Gonzalez in four starts. Uh, it, like hit hit him with the regression hammer or something. I have him 38th in my rankings right now. I think that's the highest he's gotten all year. And I don't know. Like it's going to be more about somebody moving ahead of him than him necessarily moving down. I still think he's a guy that you're going to start more often than not. I don't know if it's with great confidence, but I'm going to be starting him. Yeah, and he was 143rd in ADP. He was the 39th starting pitcher drafted, even with. These recent struggles, he's, he's still been good. He's still, like, his ERA now mostly matches his peripherals. The whip's gonna be a little high. He's not an ace, and nobody thinks he's an ace, and nobody had to pay an ace price to get him. So, like, I don't, I don't really, there's a little bit of regression to the mean that's happened, but for the most part, I don't think there's anything noteworthy going on with Gio Gonzalez, either I'm, before this run or now. I think what Chris is trying to say is he was due for some really terrible. Exactly, stuff. exactly. Well, I, the, the stat that really concerns me is a 1.42 whip. And he does have a 4.1 walk rate, walks per nine, uh, which is high, but, but 3.5 wouldn't be high. And that's still pretty high. That's what he's had in both in 2015, 2017. But 1.42 whip is a little scary with Gio. And that's a guy, like, right now I don't start him with confidence, but I guess I start Gio Gonzalez. We'll see how he does this weekend at Philadelphia. 
Uh, I want to. How are you guys doing in fantasy? How's how's fantasy going? I, I, there was something I was thinking about yesterday, uh, to how it's related to my fantasy season. How how is 2018 going for you guys? I was trying to wait to let Fine. Chris go first, so it didn't seem like I was eager to tell you how well I'm doing. Hope, it's it's doing going well. pretty well. I've got some teams that are doing really well. I've got uh the Memorial Magazine Roto League. That's one of the worst teams that's ever been put together by <laughs> any person. Um, so you know th- these things happen. But you know I'm competitive in most of my leagues. And he's- um, let's see the 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 league where Chris put together the worst team ever. I believe I have a 24 point lead on second place. No, really? I I have 104 standing points. I believe what? seconds and 80. When did you get 104 points? Well, I've been in first almost the entire yeah, but year. But you were at like 92 or something the other day. We've been a good week for I think it was uh anyway. Yeah, no. I, good I'm, week I'm in last week. I'm in first place or second place in a variety of leagues. I've got a couple of bad teams as well, mostly AL or NL only. Uh, for the People Podcast League, Chris and I are leading our division, but fourth place overall. So it's it's been a it's been a very good year. I'm fully expecting it's going to crash and burn in the second half. No, I, all right. So here's what I, I'm having an average year. Average year. I don't have any Mike Trout, any Mookie Betts, any Jose Ramirez, any JD Martinez, and I think that's like it's kind of what's ha- my problem this year. I think has been my first and second round picks. They've been they've been very disappointing i've got a lot of rizzo chris bryant two leagues with charlie blackman you know adam yeah you should have gotten the first pick before (laughs) i do have one league with both altuve and arenado and chris sale so that league i'm hopeful it's a roto league so i have to win it i can't just make the playoffs you've got a league with paul goldschmidt now i do have a league with paul goldschmidt but yeah i mean like if you didn't if you didn't get one of those stud i I don't know. I, I feel like, uh. See, I have a ton of Jose Barrios and Blake Snell. Oh, that's great. Yeah, those yeah. breakouts, those mid-round breakouts can really win you a league for sure. One thing, you know, one thing that I was thinking about, and I was thinking about it with, uh, with Garrett Cole and Paul Goldschmidt in particular. I feel like Paul Goldschmidt's numbers mostly look like what we hoped they would. And Garrett Cole's numbers mostly look like we hoped they would. Uh, but their, the story of their season has been so different that I feel like we're all much more positive about someone like Garrett Cole than Paul Goldschmidt. I think that's just an interesting, like, I think most of the disappointing first round picks that you're talking about are probably going to end up about where we think they would have been. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe a little lower, maybe a little higher. Right. Um, but they're not carrying your team like, like the yeah, really yeah, but guys are, and things could sure, change. Right? They, you know, the second half could be a lot different. You know, like Charlie Blackman has yeah, been bad, but he's not winning me a league. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Mookie Betts will probably have a month where he's not carrying your team. I hope not. Uh, yeah. So why you have a lot of bets? I have a lot of Mookie yeah, Betts. Yeah, that's. I wish I. I wish I did. I did make a trade for Mike Trout yesterday, which brings me to stat of the day. Mike Trout in his last ten games. He is batting 414, but no extra base hits. No extra base hits for Mike Trout in his last 10 games. Why do I bring that up? Well, he's DH for six of those games. He's got that thumb issue, was it? It's finger issue. I think it's a thumb. You guys, maybe not, but it's a digit. And is that a little concerning? Would you avoid trading for Mike Trout, which Scott and I did last night? Uh, Sounds like a really good time to give up a first and third round pick for him. Adam? Yes. I could not be less concerned about that. Yeah, me either. Me either. But he did have a month, two years ago, he had that month of August, I think, where he was bad because he was playing hurt. In the three games prior to this stretch, he had five extra base hits, including four. No, but but it's all about the injury. That's what I'm saying. I am not concerned about Mike Trout not being a good baseball player at all or not being the best baseball player. I think you could have a small level of concern that the finger is actually something he shouldn't be playing through. And it's going to hamper his performance until it heals. He's still your number one overall player right now? Yes. Like, when did he injure his finger? Well, all I know is he has DH six straight games. So, and he has no base hits ten straight games. 
So I, I don't know exactly when it happened, but I know that's when they took him out of the field because of the finger. So so the, just something to chew on a little bit for Mike Trout. But we gave up uh, Reese Hoskins and Corey Kluber for Mike Trout. And now one more strategy talk. Like, I am tired in that in that categories league. I am sick and tired of losing to teams that punted starting pitcher. Did you guys punt starting pitcher? <laughs> no. Um, we planned on it, and then too many other teams did. I'm tired we of, like— relief pitcher. It's a good strategy. I hate to say it, but it's a good strategy to win three or five categories with with all closers, basically, in relievers. Closers or, or set-up men. And I hate it. I think it's—like, I don't think it's—there's anything wrong with it. But if I were setting up a league, I would have required starting pitcher and relief pitcher slots. I don't like the do whatever you want with all your pitching slots, but whatever, it's fine. You know, if that's the way you want to play, that's the way you want to play. It's not for me, but I think it's a good strategy. I'm tired of losing the teams like that, and I'm going to take that approach going forward. It just makes too much sense to spend your earlier picks on hitting and wait for uh, for relievers. Heath, you know what the answer is? What's the answer? You need to put a innings max or a innings minimum for this league now. Why? So now that Adam's that's pivoting, yeah. No, look, I like I said, it, I, just because I have a problem with it doesn't mean you should change it. But if there's I were one the thing I like more than trolling Adam and Scott, and that's freedom. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just not the way baseball. That's why I hate two catcher leagues. It's like nobody starts two catchers. But, in major but when league you baseball. think about it, look at what the Rays are doing. The yeah, Dodgers the, are down the, a little bit this Rays year. Rays are the worst team. Uh, not the worst team. The Rays are bad. The Rays are doing that because they have no good starting pitching. Well, those teams that are doing that are doing that because they have no good starting. There's pitching. only one team there's, that's doing. There's that. no good starting pitching in fantasy baseball. We talk about. And the Rays the have that's not Blake true. Snell and Chris Archer. Yeah, they and, do have good starting pitching. And they don't do that when those guys when those guys pitch. If they had a better team, they wouldn't take this ridiculous approach, which could never work for a good team. They probably the should do it with Blake Snell and Chris Archer. Do what? Not start them? Do bullpen yeah. guys? <laughs> I mean, if the strategy is so smart, it's such a terrible strategy. Uh, uh, anyway, SeatGeek is not terrible. We got an email about SeatGeek from Matt. I use SeatGeek to see Leonard Skinner this weekend, and I keep singing, Ooh, Blake Snell! That's right. The Fantasy Baseball Today podcast is completely inside Matt's head. But SeatGeek is the app that got him to the Leonard Skinner concert, and if he used the code FANTASY, he got 20 bucks off his first uh, purchase. So the code is fantasy on SeatGeek for 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. And look, SeatGeek, great. I use it all the time. Uh, definitely, you know, I wanted to go to the Yankees Red Sox game. Tickets are, they're starting at about, uh, about $96 or something for the Yankees Red Sox. So I think I might pass, but Braves Yankees, uh, on July 4th, about $25 to get in. So I can use SeatGeek. I've already used the code FANTASY for 20 bucks off. That's okay. I'm still going to save time and money because SeatGeek goes out and searches multiple ticket sites, brings in all the good deals, grades every ticket based on value, makes it really easy to see what your best bargain is. Make SeatGeek your go-to app for sports, concerts, comedy, and theater, and every purchase is fully guaranteed. And, of course, you can get 20 bucks off with the promo code FANTASY. 20 bucks off. Use that code FANTASY on the SeatGeek app. All right, we haven't talked much about yesterday, so let's get to it. First, a bunch of news and notes. Gary Sanchez is out three to four weeks, and I briefly mentioned it yesterday, but Austin Romine does have a nice slash line this year. Chris likes to say about players, if they played more, the numbers wouldn't be as good. That's probably the case with Romine. But, you know, catcher's really bad. Is Romine a, a worthwhile replacement? Maybe in a two-catcher league. He he owns a bat, so he could be fantasy relevant. Right, right, he does. But we're still looking at who? We're looking at, like, John Hicks. Um, yeah, I'd prefer those him, yeah. Okay. Tom Murphy is, is 32% owned. Absolutely Tom Murphy over Austin Romine. John Hicks is 67 Tom probably the top target. Jan Gomes, 59% owned. Tucker Barnhart's not terrible. He's 58% owned. Uh, I do think I'd probably go with Romine over Max Stassi. I don't think Stassi's playing all no, that much. No, he hasn't been playing. Yeah, so you might you might want to do that. And I might take Romine over McCann. I just don't know. And I, I think Robinson Chirinos, uh, who has been wildly disappointing this year, may be starting to heat back up and, and hit like we expected him to. He's only 29% owned. Alrighty. Mike Zanino's been bothered by a sore thumb, so he's been, he's been ice cold. JT Realmuto sat with a sore wrist. He's day to day. 
Start or sit Robbie Ray tomorrow at the Marlins? Sit. Start. A.J. Pollock has been cleared to resume baseball activity. Steven Souza DHing on a rehab assignment. Clay Buckholz is on the DL. A lot of Diamondbacks news. Ronald Acuna should be back this week. When he does come back, he will be batting lower in the order. I don't know exactly where, but uh, they like Inciarte and Albies 1-2 in the order. And Inciarte actually hadn't really realized. He has turned it around a little. He's starting to hit again, and he's leading off. Um, autocorrect Mike Klinger left with cramps. That would be Mike Clevenger. We'll talk about him. Autocorrect uh, Rangers outfielder Nomad Mazarin, or Nomar Mazara, left with hamstring tightness. They say it was very precautionary. He should be fine. Nomad Mazarin. Carlos Carrasco nearing a return. Clint Frazier was sent to AAA. Did you guys read the U Darvish story? Because I found it confusing. It was like he had a rehab start. He felt soreness in his triceps. And then they seemed to think like, ah, it's fine. But I, I was a little concerned when I saw that he had some soreness in the triceps. U Darvish. Yeah, I mean, I from what I understand, they're going to reevaluate him today. I think the Cubs are they're on the road. He's supposed to meet them uh, in LA, and um, you know, be reevaluated. So we'll see. It, it might just be normal soreness, and he might just be, uh, you know, a, a really blunt person. I, I did, know. I did read a very uh, good Udarvish story. That since he's been in the minor leagues, he's been buying expensive dinners for all of his teammates and the opposing team. And the opposing team. Wow. That's very nice. Yep. Uh, Caleb Smith could be out for the season. He might have lat surgery. Brandon Morrow should be back tomorrow. Brandon tomorrow. Chris Bryant expected to sit today, but expected to avoid the DL. Chris Bryant. Boy, Adam Eaton. My goodness. This is, we got to monitor this. He batted ninth and DH yesterday at Tampa Bay. And since coming off the DL, Eaton is batting 286, but he has one extra base hit and only two walks to nine strikeouts and no steals. Uh, Brandon Nimmo pinch ran. Chris Taylor pinch hit. Tommy Pham has flu-like symptoms. Jordan Lyles has shoulder inflammation. And George Springer was robbed of a home run. All right, uh, been a little unconventional show. Who is a Monday standout? We usually start with this. Well, we're 22 minutes in. Who's a Monday standout? Chris, why don't you kick it off? Let's talk about the guy who robbed George Springer of that home run. Randall Gritchick hit like a 470-foot bomb of his own. He's been awesome since coming off the – since coming back from the minors. Was he sent down or was he on the DL? I think he was DL. sent down. Oh, he was DL? My bad. All right, go on. Whatever it was, he came back on June 1st, which is a nice – Round number for us, and he is hitting 279 with a 1,000 OPS in 21 games during the month of June. He started 19 of those 21 games, and he has only struck out 13 times. This is the lowest 21-game stretch for a strikeout rate that Randall Gritchick has ever had in the majors. It's also probably like the third most productive stretch he's ever had in terms of WOBA. We liked him as a sleeper coming into the season. He was absolutely terrible in the month of April, but I'm not giving up on him. The talent is still there. He's still shown flashes of it, and we're seeing how good he can be right now when he's right. Would you drop Adam Eaton for Randall Gritchick? No. Oof. I might trade Adam Eaton for Johnny Cueto, though. Oh, well, you just shut up already. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather have? Um, yeah. Um. Uh, you took too long. No. Would you rather I, have? I don't. Yeah. I don't know on that one. Probably not. Chuck Peterson or Randall Gritchick? Peterson. Probably Peterson, but I don't know. Randall Gritchick probably going to play more. Yeah. I had a deep league segment, and Gritchick was the headliner. So of these deep league hitters, is Gritchick far and away the best? Gritchick, Enrique Hernandez, who might get some more playing time. He's kind of earning it. And Steven Piscotti, who's actually having a very nice June himself. Before homering yesterday, he had a, about a 900 OPS, better than 900 OPS in June. Actually, that's a, so obviously we like Gritchick better than Enrique Hernandez, I'm going to assume. But what about Gritchick or Piscotti? Because they're both 22% owned. I think they're both pretty interesting. I liked both a lot as sleepers coming into the season. I think both are still very talented. I think Gritchick probably has more upside. And when you're, when you're talking about 
someone in the kind of leagues that these two would be dra- uh, added in right now, I think I would go with the upside for Gritchick. Heath, Gritchick, or Piscotti? I'll say Gritchick because of upside. Okay. Yeah, but Piscotti, I think, was like a top 30 outfielder a couple of years ago. We know that he dealt with an awful off-field situation with his mother having ALS, and you hope that he has some peace now. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's had a very, very good June uh, for Stephen Piscotti. So those are two guys you could look at in deeper leagues, Gritchick and Piscotti, 22% owned. Heath, Monday standout. Let's talk a little bit about Bad Brad Keller. Starting pitcher for the Kansas City Royals held the Angels to zero runs over seven innings. And he has slowly worked his way into the rotation, made his first start almost a month ago against the Twins and just went three innings. But his last four starts, he's faced the Angels twice. He's faced the Astros once. He's faced the Athletic once. He has not had a bad start yet. He is 22 years old. He is SPARP eligible. The swinging strikes and the strikeouts are not there, but they've been a little better as of late. So he's just a, he's a deep league guy and somebody to watch to see if he develops a little bit more as far as swing and miss stuff. Brad yeah, Keller. He has seven strikeouts in his last 13 innings. Well, um, well, he had six yesterday, so. Yeah. That tells you how many he had the previous game. Uh, Brad Keller's 5% owned. So is John Gant. Who would you rather have, Gant or Keller? Is Gant Sparp eligible? I, actually, that's a good question. He might be. But let's just take that out of the equation. Uh, Gant had like a 30 homer, 20 steal season in the 90s, right? Ron That'd Gant be pretty valuable. Did. John Gant. I don't know that there's as is, much of a chance for John Gant to stay in the rotation. John Gant is only RP eligible. So... I would like, I would say on a start by start basis, I'd rather have John Gant, but in a deep league, you're looking for a guy that's going to stick, and I think Keller will. Okay. And, uh, can we just eliminate Edwin Jackson from consideration? We don't care about him, right? Amazing that he's still there. He yeah. is throwing harder, or he was throwing harder yesterday, I think, than he did last year, which is incredible. I had the most brilliant joke in my mind that I forgot to cue it up. So now I'm just going to tell you what what it was. I was going to say Edwin Jackson's start yesterday makes me less excited about Justin about Shane Bieber. And then I was going to play a clip from the Bieber song of Bieber going, "What do you mean?" And then I was going to go, "Okay, I'll tell you what I mean." And then I'm going to say everybody dominates against Detroit, which is what Edwin Jackson did yesterday. And that's what Shane Bieber did over the weekend. It was going to be so classic. It was going to be one of my best. Oh, man, what a shame. But yeah. So I guess you could say you really love yourself. Yeah, I do. I Yep, yep. Thank you. Yeah. Boy, I hate that song, by the way. That's uh, a good song. Love yourself? No. No, yeah, it's not. That's a good song. Sorry is an okay song. Love Yourself I mean, no. is the most boring song. Oh. Guys, Beebs has some can, bangers. Can we not do this? <laughs> All right, uh, my, standout, my standout is actually owned in a lot of leagues, and he's Shinsu Chu. He's got a 38-game on-base streak. And in that 38-game on-base streak, he's batting 336 with a 415 Babbitt, but also a 244 ISO. He's got eight doubles and nine homers in those 38 uh, games. Shinsu Chu is the number 10 outfielder in points and number 17 in Roto. Heath, how do you rank Shinsu Chu and his 38 game on base streak? As it seems like we always do, I rank him lower than I should. I'm trying to pull up where I actually have because I haven't moved him and I've actually le- I left him on the bench in a points league this week, which is very disappointing. But he is right around number 40 in points leagues in the Ender Enciarte Brandon Belt range in the outfield. And he was, in points leagues, he was 26 last year. He played uh, 149 games. Chu was 26 in points, 31st in Roto. Now, Roto, I say Roto, that's 5 by 5 that's batting average, not OBP. Playing an OBP league, he's going to be better. He walks a ton. Uh, would you rather have, let's say, Teoscar Hernandez or Shinsu Chu? Chu. Yeah, Chu. Brandon Nimmo or Shinsu Chu? Nimmo. I've got Chu higher in points, Nimmo and Roto. Are we at all concerned about Nimmo and his rising strikeouts? Yes, a I little think... bit, but I don't know. He he looks he looks pretty good. Okay, and I think it's like also like a lack of like lowering walk rate 
just feel like he was such a plate discipline guy. He hasn't been that at all. Yeah, and in the month of June, I think he's got like a 30% strikeout rate and an 8% walk rate, but like the, the whole, the total package tells us that he should walk more than that. He might strike out a lot just because he's patient and that happens to patient hitters, but I think the skill set is really good. All right, we got a lot more from yesterday to get to, and we have grade the trade, and we have a bunch of emails that I want to read at fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. I do apologize. I messed up yesterday. I was planning on playing the night slate on draft, and there wasn't one, I don't believe. I don't think there were enough games late enough. So I got there too late to set up a draft, did not get to play on draft. I am still riding a two-day winning streak, and we're going to put that on the line tonight. So we want you to get on the draft app and use the promo code FB today. FB today. Search draft in your app store or go to draft.com. And again, the promo code is FB today. What happens when you use that code? You get a free entry into a real money draft and you'll automatically be following me. I am big cane too. And I am the destroyer of you on draft. I will take your money or you'll probably take mine. But anyway, you can play for as little as a buck. The drafts are really fun. You draft two uh, two infielders, two outfielders, and a pitcher. You can do expert mode, and you can uh, you know remove a lot of the players from the pool and make it a little bit more difficult. You can do a small draft one on one, like me and Heath and me and Chris. You can do a three person, four person, five person, and up uh, draft. They're quick, they're fun, they're easy. It's just a really cool way to play more fantasy baseball. So download the draft app or go to draft.com and use the code FB today. I promise you, the listeners who have gotten back to me about it have had great things to say. So if you haven't tried it. Try it now with the code FB today. All right, eight emails in four minutes. Should I drop Josh Hader for Kyle Bearclaw or Ryan Tapera in a 12-team points league? This is from Matt. You have to have you have to have a worse pitcher than Josh Hader. Uh, I, I'm going to say that Josh Hader right now is fairly useless in points leagues since Canable okay, since Canable got back. Just I wanted to point that out. He's not going. Two innings that often anymore. Uh, he has one save and one win in his last 12 appearances since Knable came back. That save was in his very first of those 12 appearances. So he's basically, he's much more of a conventional middle reliever now. Yeah, I, okay, yeah. In points leagues, you can probably drop him. In Roto, I think he's still too valuable. He still has 34 strikeouts in that span. Yeah, yeah, and a .51 ERA. So that's Josh Hader, 82% owned. Alright, Robert Galvin from Fullerton, California. Hey, Roto Categories and Points. Would you guys prefer, in a points league, Samarja or Stroman? And would you drop Gosman for either of them? Samarja or Stroman? I think uh, I'd probably go Stroman. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's tough. Cause I think there's a lot of similarities between the two of them. They're both I think they're actually I think they're very different pitchers. There's, I just, I yeah. think the end result is probably going to be about the same. I just, I feel a little more confident in Stroman getting there. Yeah, I'll agree. They're similar in that we like them for their innings. What they do yeah. in those innings is yeah, different. yeah. All right, yeah, well, Stroman doesn't get many strikeouts. Smarja gets a ton, but you expect a mid to high three ZRA for both. Would you, uh, so, so how would you rank Stroman, Samarja, Gosman? Probably Stroman, Samarja, Gosman. Stroman, Gosman, Samarja. This is Nate from Philly. Dear Papa, Jokey, Sloppy, and Chef. No idea. Yep, no idea. Uh, rest of season in a roto league, Aguilar or Sano? First base. The guy who's in the majors. (laughs) Yeah. Papa, Jokey, Sloppy, and Chef. I will look into that. This is from Kurt. Would you drop Vince Velasquez for Marcus Stroman? Uh, it depends on what I'm looking for for my pitching staff. If I need a little bit of stability, I might do it. But I think Velasquez has more upside, especially with the strikeouts. Yeah, I think I'd do it. Pretty nice start from Velasquez yesterday with four walks, I believe, but pitched well against the Yankees. Uh, Adam from a small lake town west of Cleveland. I can, by the way, I can't, I don't know what a sloppy They, they are is. Smurf characters. Oh, they are? They are various Smurfs. Oh, okay. Uh, from, from, uh, Adam, he says, hey, Gapper, Rosie, and Red. No idea. Yep. Yeah, these are tough ones today. 
Twelve team categories league. Who do I drop to make room for Fulton Nevich? Godley, Rodon, Bieber, Stroman, Maeda, or Ian Desmond. Godley, Rodon, Bieber, Stroman, Maeda, or Ian Desmond. Desmond. Yeah, like that's. I think he will be the worst moving forward. I, the problem with Desmond, he has a lot of regression coming. It doesn't always come in the same season. And uh, Desmond, okay, if Desmond's the answer, by the way, those are Red's mascots, Gapper, Rosie, and Red. All right, let's move on. Mark wants to know if he should drop Domingo Erman for Shane Bieber, or he could drop Freddie Peralta or Nick Pavetta. I think that's fine. I think Scott actually has an article going up very soon uh, talking about those two guys and Freddie Peralta uh, and maybe one other pitcher. I'm not sure. Um, but it sounded like when I was talking to him last night, he was highest on Bieber. So I'll just speak for Scott and avoid answering the question for myself. I agree. Hi, some people. Okay, and uh, just want to say with Erman, I, I really don't think the Yankees want him in their rotation after the trade deadline in July. So I I don't know how. Look, I don't think with these guys you care about that. You're going to take what you can get now. But it's right. just something to keep and in any mind. of these guys might not be in your rotation by the the All Star break. Yeah. Wyatt from San Francisco, but still go Dodgers. Hey, Wacko, Yakko, and Dot. That's the Warner brothers and their Warner sister dot. Isn't that just the Animaniacs or no? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, I was quoting the song, Adam. Really? My bad. Is it wrong to punt catchers in a 12-team league or greater? If you're not rostering a top-five catcher, doesn't it make more sense to use the roster spot on a starter and leave catcher blank? No, probably not. I think in a two-catcher league... Punting your second catcher could make sense. I, the thing is, there's only four, there's only one rate stat in hitter. So even, even if it's a bad hitter, they're still contributing something. And I think in a two catcher league, you should punt that league and join a one catcher league. And Tim from Albuquerque says, hey, Eaton, Kingery, Hembry, and Davis. That would be Adam Scott, Heath, and Chris. Eaton, Kingery, Hembry, and Davis. I'm looking at your rankings. I'm seeing Alex Wood ranked below Luis Castillo. What's up with that? Chris uh, Heath, by the way, has Alex Wood one spot ahead of Luis Castillo. Scott has Castillo Boom. ahead of Wood. Yeah, Scott has disavowed Alex Wood and any uh, interest that he may have had at one point in Alex Wood. Let me, can I tell you, um, so just Scott, I am so mad at Scott because he, in the Scam League, he started a two-start Frankie Montas over a one-start Alex Wood, and I IM'd him about it, and then he started typing, and then he just stopped typing, and he never responded, and he just let it die. <laughs> and the A's had the early game, so the lineup's locked. And he better be right about Montas over two-star Montas over a one-start Alex Wood. I think it was a big mistake. I'm yeah, actively I, rooting against our team now so I can shove it in Scott's face. I I love the the problems that you have on that team. <laughs> I think I, I we ha, I feel, ugh, I hate our team, but we have Trout now. Um, so back to the actual question. Yeah, Luis Wood, Castillo, Castillo has he has more upside than Alex Wood. Uh, Alex Wood is both a safe and a risky player because of his injury history. I think he's probably just had some bad luck this season. Uh, the peripherals suggest that he's pitched a lot better than Luis Castillo this season. Um. I think they're both pretty close, though. It just depends on what you're going for. Okay. I don't really know what the beef is with with Alex Wood. I mean, he's had a couple of bad starts that have really skewed his ERA. One he's not, was, I, I think he's not pitching deep into games. No, he's not. But one of the starts was at Colorado. One of the starts was after food poisoning. And one start was a home start against San Diego, which was a terrible start. I get that. But I, I – see, I have – Mostly confidence in Alex Wood. Not like a ton of confidence, but I, I you know, I have some confidence. Alright, uh, let's get into, uh, the double dongers from yesterday. Wilson Ramos and Curtis Granderson. Ramos is the number six catcher in points, number three in Roto. And Granderson is crushing righties. He has an 890 OPS against righties, but only 17 at bats against lefties this season. Granderson's 8% owned. Heath, do you have anything interesting to say about Wilson Ramos and or Curtis Granderson? Wilson Ramos might have been our second best call 
of the preseason. Mm-hmm. You said Blake Snell was our best call of the preseason. He's been really good. And at a position where, like, we're devoid of bats, he's been a very steady one. I've put in the notes that he's batting 293, but I think he's batting 239. Am I right about that? Which or time? This, what is Wilson? He's batting, oh no, he is batting 293. He has 239 at bats. How about that? Um, Ramos has played the exact same amount of games as he played last year. His batting average is 33 points higher. His OBP is 50 points higher. Uh, he has the same amount of home runs. He's little really bit, good. A little, little bit skewed because last year he got off to such a bad start because he was coming off, was it ACL surgery? And, yes, uh, yeah, then he sure. got hot late. Granderson, Heath, or Chris, any interest in Granderson? 8% owned? He owned in probably every single AL only league. I think in a, probably as he should be. I think in a categories league with daily lineups, he is somebody that you can have on your bench just to insert against right-handed pitchers. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Now I'm sure the OPS against righties has gone up dramatically the last two days. He has three home runs. But I also think he leads off a lot, Curtis Granderson, so. Yes. Yeah. Uh, alright, this que- this category is called Are They Studs? I'm gonna give you a starting pitcher and you tell me if they're studs. Not at the sale level. Not even at the Barrios, Bauer, Snell level. But not far back, I guess. Kenta Maeda. Is he a stud? No. The, his inability to stay healthy and consistently pitch deep into games, it prevents him from being a stud. He's a very good starting pitcher that you should start regularly when he's available. Jay Happ. And he has been going oh, deep into games bad. more often this season, but still not consistent. Jay Happ. There's our next guy. Jay Happ, is he a stud? I've been barred from talking about Jay Happ, so Chris will have to handle this one. Uh, no. Jay Happ is not a stud. He is instead a, a good, useful pitcher who was, I think it's safe to say wildly undervalued coming into the season. Mm-hmm. Jay Happ, okay. And he's got Detroit this weekend, so that'll be a no hitter. Mike Clevenger, is he a stud? Mike Clevenger. Uh, no. Again, he, he's not a stud. He's a very good pitcher. And I, I think he's better than the first two guys mentioned here. He is a borderline stud. He's right in that area of what do you consider, how, how far down in the rankings do you consider a stud? Like he's, he's not in the same category as Barrios, Corbin, Bauer, Snell, but he's not too far behind them. Clevenger. Yeah, see, you want to talk about starting with confidence. I, I wish I owned Clevenger. I don't, but I'm, I would always feel confident that he's going to give me a good start. Strikeouts are interesting for him because you know, he's had only three starts in his last nine in which he's averaged a K per inning or, or better. And all three were against the White Sox. And they have the huh. third most strikeouts per game. However, most of the other opponents in that nine game stretch, nine game stretch are low K teams like the Astros, the Twins, the Tigers. The only exception would be the team he faced last night, which was the Cardinals. He struck out four in five innings. So I don't know what to expect with strikeouts for Clevenger. He's got 94 and 104 innings. But the rest is really good. Good whip, good ERA, should win some games. So whatevs. Uh, Cole Hamels, is he a stud? Oh, God, no. <laughs> no, he has a 490 Sierra. He has a 523 FIP. Part of that's a slightly inflated home run to fly ball rate, but... Not slightly. That's a very inflated. 21, yeah, 21%, but 1.85 per, per 9. But even XFIP, which normalizes home run to fly ball rate to 10%. Uh, he still has a 414 XFIP. So even the most generous, uh, of the perf of the defense independent pitching stats says that he's still below average. Cole Hamels. All right. Heath, you agree? Yeah. He's not a stud. I think Chris may have been a little bit hard on him, but I, I am not confident in him moving forward. I was hoping if he would have a really good start against the Padres, so he'd be an excellent sell-high candidate. But uh, mm. I, I don't have much confidence. He should be a fine starting pitcher the rest of the year. Mike Fultonevich, is he a stud? I'm going to say no. No, I don't think so. I think innings are holding him back. Fultonevich, last night notwithstanding, you know, first start off the DL. 
Only two starts all year of more than six innings. Only five starts of six or more. So he's had three starts of six innings. He's had two starts of more than six innings. Uh, do you trust Fulton Evich to be at least pretty darn good rest of season? I expect him to be the worst of the pitchers that we've talked about so far this year. And wow. his peripherals do look a little bit better than some of the guys we've talked about, but I I don't buy it. I think Cole Hamill will be significantly worse than Fulton Evich, but I I think he's probably more like Kenta Maeda okay. than what he's been so far. To refresh your memory, we've talked about Maeda, Hap, Clevenger, Hamels, Fulty, and now Jamison Tyone. Is he a stud? No. You should have mixed in a stud or two so we could have said yes to one of these guys. <laughs> well, you said yes to Clevenger, basically. No, he's not a stud. But I, I mean, I, there's a little bit of confirmation bias at play because I liked him coming into the season. But also, he introduced that slider uh, on May 27th against the Cardinals. He had thrown it like four times in his previous two starts combined. He threw it 30 times on May 27th. Since then, he's made six starts. He's averaged more than six innings per start. He's gone at least six in four of those six. He has a 313 ERA with 35 strikeouts and nine walks in 37 and a third innings. Uh, his swing strike rate is up not, a couple of ticks. Not that good, like two, though. Not that good. It's not great, but it's like 10.5% as opposed to 9% what it was before. Yeah. Yeah. I think he, he's a borderline I think number Jameson three. Tone, I think he's probably better than Fulton Evich moving forward based on what we've seen since he introduced the slider. He is my sec. I, I I rank him second amongst all the guys we've talked about behind only Clevenger, but he's still closer for for me to Maeda and Hap than he is to Clevenger. Oh, okay, last one's fun. This guy might be a stud. I'm gonna Tyler Skaggs. Two sixty nine ERA, ninety four strikeouts in eighty seven innings, a somewhat elevated whip. He gets a lot of ground balls. One point two three whip. He's been on fire lately. Um, and he's got a 313 Babbitt, a pretty high strand rate though, 82.4%. Tyler Skaggs, is he a stud? I would have said without looking that he's not a stud because he's still not going to pitch more than once a week. But if he, he's gone seven innings in each of his last three starts, if he's going seven innings per start, then he can be a stud no, once per week. To. He's gone seven innings in three straight starts? Yeah. Yes. That's amazing because he's still averaging below six innings per start. Yeah, it's not going to keep up. Um, so I think he's I think he's right in that range. I don't think he's a stud. I don't think he's probably as good as Mike Clevenger, uh, but I feel confident starting Maeda, Hap, Fultonevich, Tyone, and Skaggs. The best sell high on this list would be Cole Hamels. Yes. Okay. Fringy starting pitchers, who do you want? Shelby Miller, Joey Lucchese, Tyler Malley, Seth Lugo, Felix Hernandez, Vince Velasquez, Jonathan Loisaga. Again, we got Shelby Miller, Joey Lucchese, Tyler Malley, Seth Lugo, Felix Hernandez, Vince Velasquez, Jonathan Loisaga. Vince Velasquez is in a class of his own uh, in this group, I think. I think he's – I don't know if he's legitimately good. But there is much more skill here with him than there is with anybody else. We've seen legitimate flashes of greatness from him. I think his peripherals suggest that he should be more like a mid three ZRA guy. Uh, yeah, three five six Sierra, three eight seven FIP. He's definitely the one of this group that needs to be owned more than he is. This is three good starts in a row for Felix. Four of his last five have been good starts, and they've come two of those against at New York and against the Boston Red Sox. Felix is a guy that I'm going to be moving. I'd still much rather have Vince Velasquez than Felix, but he is a guy that's going to be moving up in my rankings this week. And uh, he looks like he's having a little bit of a resurgence. Felix, I mean, this wasn't that good of a start, though. I thought he'd be a lot better than this at Baltimore. It, it was a quality start. It was. Uh, it was. Kansas City this weekend, so that's another good matchup for Felix. And uh Shelby Miller, I, I think 46% owns a little ambitious. Like, we got to see yes. more from Shelby Miller. you got to see something. Yeah. yeah. Loisaga, uh, very good. St- I mean, he was excellent yesterday. Curveball was just terrific. Lined up to face Boston this weekend. I still suspect that they might skip him to Monday. But 
Tanaka's making progress, so I don't think Luizaga's in the rotation for much longer. Uh, in the bullpen, we got Zach Britton, Sengwano. Uh, okay, Britton has pitched three of the last four days. Appears like he's the closer. Sengwano got a save, but Clippard and Tapero were probably unavailable. They had both pitched on Saturday and Sunday. Shane Green was bad again. I don't see him losing that job. Uh, Willie Peralta got a save, and A.J. Minter was used in a tie game in the ninth inning at home, so used as a closer for the second straight game without getting a save. But Willie Peralta, does anyone care about the Royals' bullpen? No. No. All right, it's time for Team Name Tuesday. Then we'll grade trades, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, Team Name Tuesday, quick one, the Vatoman Empire. I like it, sure. Yeah, I like that. I think it will be a good one in a keeper league. Uh, or dynasty. Uh, Andy has a whole bunch of Shane Bieber team names. They're all about the name Shane. In Shane in the membrane, the old yep. ball in Shane, mm-hmm. Shane and a haircut, unshamed melody. Very good. Ain't that a Shane? The in Shane clown posse. Very good. And Shane, Shane, Shane. Like shame, shame, Shane, Shane, Shane. In Shane in the membrane is my favorite. The Unchained uh, Clown Posse yeah. is my second. Unchained Clown Posse is very good. I like Unchained Melody. I also I would, would nominate Shane of Fools. Shane of Fools would be good. And finally, a Domingo Ate My Baby. Yes. Yeah, I think we've had that before, but it's a good one. I wanted to talk about Ozzy Albies. I wanted to talk about Dee Dee. I wanted to talk about Whit Merrifield. Maybe that will be saved till tomorrow. I'm actually off tomorrow, so that's, uh, that's up to Chris. Let's talk about, uh, let's talk about Sting. Or the police, I guess. He said teacher. It counts. Grade the trade from Jordan. 12-team head-to-head categories league. Give you Darvish. Get Joey Gallo. Give Darvish, get Gallo. Probably like a C-. minus. Yeah, I don't like it. From Jeff, categories league, 10 teams. Give Trey Turner and Scooter Jeanette. Ooh. Turner and Jeanette get Correa and Syndergaard in a categories league. Probably depends on what your team looks like, but I think that's C plus. It seems fair to me. I'll go B minus. I've I already traded for Syndergaard about a month ago when I thought he was coming back. So 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 never mind, it was a D. Because <laughs> Adam's injured players stay injured. I'm just saying that oh right, yeah, they do. It's actually a good point. Um, I'm just saying that, like, I don't trust Cindergar to come back. I, I think he's going to be back fairly soon, like in two, like in a week or two. But I, I have, it, it's tough to trust it. That's all I'm saying. All right. From Chris, this emails, this grade the trade is from a different Chris. Give up Anthony Rizzo and Sean Newcomb. Get Jose Ramirez in an eight team five by five head to head league. Anthony Rizzo and Sean Newcomb for Jose Ramirez. A. Yeah, I think there's a chance Sean Newcomb won't be useful in that league. Yeah, eight teams. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he'll be useful but replaceable. Right. And wow, Riz- Ramirez is like genuinely way ahead of Rizzo, right? Way ahead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he is. Yeah. This is from, oh, no name. Dear Sam Jackson, Jonathan Banks, and Holly Hunter. I that no idea. Uh yeah. Grade the trade. Yeah, we should know this, I feel. 12 team Roto OBP. Give Gaddis and Baez get Vado. Gaddis Those are the incred- Incredibles, I believe. Oh, uh, okay. Uh Gaddis and Baez for Vado. He already has Grandal. Uh It's an OBP league as well. I think that's an A. It's a good I'll give it an A. From JT, a dear Juan, Ross, and Travis. Are those the Incredibles too? Juan, Ross, and Travis. I don't know who they are. Those are not the Incredibles. Give up Tim Anderson and Evan Gaddis. Get Johan Camargo and DJ LeMayhu. I already have JT Rayamuto. So he has Rayamuto. He gives up Gaddis and Anderson. Tim Anderson. He gets LeMayhu and Camargo. And it is a points league. Yeah, 14 teams. Yeah, like, I don't think Tim Anderson's a starter in a 14-team points league. Evan Gaddis isn't a starter for you. Yeah, I think that's fine. I think that's a a, a B-. minus. 
I will say it's a C plus. Okay, and Kenny is in a dynasty league. Give up Jose Quintano. Quintano? Give up Quintana, get Beltre. Give up Quintana, get Beltre. And to sum it up, he has good pitching depth. He has terrible third baseman. So he, this is a dynasty league, but he's giving up Quintana for Beltre. I, don't, I, think, I think he has terrible third baseman. I think oh, all four yes, of his is. third baseman have been better than Adrian Beltre. Yeah, and I, I don't think all uh, I four should, will. They're not terrible. Ed, Eduardo Escobar, yeah. Brian Anderson, Kyle Seager, and Ryan Healy. I don't think all of those uh, guys will be better than Adrian Beltre. That's my bad. But They're not bad. They're I, not terrible. I think there's a chance, Kyle. I, I think there's a pretty good chance Kyle Seeger will be better than Adrian Beltre. So I, I don't think you needed that up upgrade, and I'm not sure it's an upgrade. So I, I think that's a D, D minus. All and right. We have one more trade to grade. Okay. It's the for the people podcast league trade for oh. Mike Trout. Yeah, go ahead. Well, you've got to present it. It's your trade. I traded Corey Kluber and Reese Hoskins for Michael Trout. Seems fine. I think C. this is I think this is a uh, a C minus slash D plus only because of the league specifics. In a twelve team league, I'd probably give you a C plus or a B minus. But in this league, a sixteen team league with uh, our roster construction, extra bench spots, I I think you gave up a little bit too much. Yeah, but I have Greg Bird on the bench, so now I get to start him. F. <laughs> oh well, in that case. <laughs> Yeah, it's enough. By the way, uh deep sleeper for you, AL only, Brandon Drury. Brandon Drury could take that job from Greg Bird. Uh, Tyler Austin. No, he's not good. Ronald Torres. Uh, Torres? No, absolutely not. Uh, Do we have any other? Clint Frazier could be back soon. Now I'm telling you. Austin Robin. <laughs> All right, today's matchups. Max Scherzer. Uh, by the way, who are, who are uh, Monday standouts, guys? Let's go with a 5% Owen Royals pitcher as the standout. Don't get yeah, out of here. I apologize for trying to service five, our team. No, get no, out of here. No, 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 no. A 5% Royals pitcher who has like nine strikeouts in his life. <laughs> I, I apologize to the Deep League customers for trying to serve. I gave an AL only sleeper. I gave an AL only sleeper, Brandon Drury. Max Scherzer, uh, yes. How about Nate Evaldi against the Nationals? I'm going to say no. Luis Severino, yes. How about Jake Arrieta against the Yankees? Eesh, I wouldn't feel great about it. I'm probably starting him. James Paxton, yes. Kevin Gosman against the Mariners. Yes. Uh Pirates at Mets. Yeah. Chad Cool, Steven Matz. I I could see Matz having a good start, but I could all I, I think the wheels are gonna fall off at some point for him. I think I'd rather start cool. Frankie Montas at Blaine Hardy. Well, you're starting Frankie Motas. I, I, mean, I would probably prefer, I mean, Motas could have a good start. The Tigers are terrible. Yeah, he um, could be good here. Yeah. Uh, Zach Godley at, uh, Eliezer Hernandez. Start Godley. Godley. John Lamb at David Price. David Price. Yep. Matt Harvey at Aaron's, Anibal Sanchez. Matt Harvey at Anibal Sanchez. I would rather start Annabelle Sanchez than Matt Harvey. But I would I rather start either. Yeah. Uh Tyson Ross at Austin Beavens Dirks. Start Ross. Tyson Ross. Jake Junis at Freddie Peralta. Start Peralta. Yeah. I have no idea who Ryan Barucki is. Barucki? I actually am really interested in Ryan Barucki. Really? I, I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name, but he has been very good in the minors. Um I think the scouting report on him is kind of a Joey Lucchese type, uh, or maybe an Alex Wood type, but in, uh, 83 career innings at AAA, he has a 304 ERA. He had a big strikeout rate last year at AA, so I'm, I'm interested in. And this is what I was saying about the For the People League. Chris said he was very interested. We have plenty of players we could drop on our bench. I went to Adam. He's already owned in that league. Ah. And by the, by the way, want to be clear. Not starting him against the Houston Astros. Yeah. But I want to watch him pitch. I'll probably tune into that game. Twins at White Sox, Lance Lynn at Ronaldo Lopez. No. Maybe, I mean, Lance Lynn could be good. I'll start Lynn. Uh, yeah. yeah. Corey Kluber at Carlos Martinez. I, I know everyone's freaking out about Carlos Martinez, but I'm starting him. Oh, I sat him this week. Ah, uh, I would start him for like a, 
I think I'd start him. John Lester at Ross Stripling. Yep, we'll start him. Yep. Chad Bettis at Derek Holland. Nope. Nope. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Chris is taking over tomorrow. It's a Chris show. Chris and Scott. It's a crop show. See you later. Later.